The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Uh, sorry for the delays, guys. Uh, slight technical difficulties. Um, still. Still. But we're good. We're good. Um, <laughs> we're, we're much better than some other people in Boston tonight. We're okay. Um, so we'll get into this one. The Celtics lose. Um, I, I don't even know where to... I don't know where to start. I don't know where to end. I don't want to turn this into like another here we go again, back to game five in Philly sort of show. But like, I don't know what to say. I'll, I'll say this. Here's my thesis. I mean. Just go. I got two things that I'm going to start with. It looked to me like the Celtics had had no plan at any point in time to start in the middle or to finish. Nope. No, literally just making it up as they went along. Um, that was one. Number two, you can't, I know we spend a lot of time, myself included, saying things like, well, the Celtics are clearly so much more talented on the heat than the Heat. They should win. Um, if you watch the game tonight, did it, who looked like they had better basketball players? Like, why are we still convinced that the Celtics are better basketball players? Um, I'm not convinced because good basketball players don't. We are the boyfriend. We are the boyfriend. Good basketball players don't turn it over six times. They don't travel like seven times in the last two minutes of a game. Um, Jason Tatum didn't have a bad game. He just had a really bad last three minutes. Uh, you know, he overall played well. Jason Tatum not really touching the ball in the last like six, seven minutes of the game was weird. Um, but yeah. Good basketball players do what the Miami Heat did tonight, and then ones not as good do what the Celtics did and just get beat. Jimmy Butler did what good basketball players do. do. Um, and I hate making it that simple, but, like, yeah, it's going to be a lot of Joe, fire Joe stuff, and we're going to welcome Sherrod in as well. Um, uh, but, yeah, uh, it's uh, – I don't know, Jimmy. I mean, I'll get your thought first, and we'll bring in Sherrod here while you're talking, and we'll kind of figure it out um, and, and see. Yeah, so I'm going to talk, and if my you're audio good, is You're good. Up, Act as if. Let everybody know. Yeah. Fine. But if, if it is, I'm going to fix it later yeah. for the people who are watching after this. Um, and I also need to say this, John. Screw YouTube TV, because I couldn't even see the last few minutes of this debacle. Because I was stuck watching Little Mermaid reruns on YouTube TV, and I know that everybody else who has YouTube TV is the same as I am. So this was little. I didn't realize it at first, but I was like, "This little. This is the longest Little Mermaid movie preview." I'm straight catch up tonight. It's that kind of night. I'm 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 pissed off and I'm depressed. All right. So you've ranted about YouTube TV. Do you have anything to add on the Celtics? Um. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's the third quarter. And I know that's every, everyone's going to talk about that. I know that Bobby's going to be hot on that, too. But you had the game going in your favor. You had, what, like a 13-point lead in that second quarter there? And you're going in the half, you're going to half, up nine, momentum. I, I wasn't in the building tonight, but, John, I think you were and, and, and others. Everyone else. I imagine it was Yeah, loud. it was fine. I mean, I left, I, left, I left at the best part. I left at halftime. No, you don't. You don't. Your mouth isn't making sounds anymore, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy got yeah. real quiet, which is not Jimmy. Jimmy, your mouth just stopped making sounds. That's not Jimmy. We're gonna take a time out from you, Jimbo. Uh, Sherrod, 
Time out for Jimmy. Uh, Time out for you. That this. Oh goodness. Um, where do we start? Let's I'm see. Try, Let's, I don't know where to start. Well, the, I, well yeah. first and foremost, the defense. Uh, atrocious. I mean, Miami got anything they wanted when they wanted, uh, and it was one of those deals where once a couple guys got into a little flow, a little rhythm, other guys got into a flow, a little rhythm. And then they made they, they made little boneheaded mistakes, like, you know, saving a ball from going out of bounds and you give it to Kevin Love, or turning a ball over at half court and then leading to a wide open three uh, in transition. Just the, the kind of things that we know, and they should know, you can't do against the Miami Heat. They're too gritty and grimy to make mental mistakes, which I thought the Celtics made a number of those. In this that was game. it. It wasn't straight effort. It was dumb, yeah. dumb. And not just the obvious stuff like the Rob thing, which honestly I think Rob got a lot of flack for, but like Smart's right next to him. He's got to recognize he's in trouble. What are you well, turning your back to that play for? Like Rob actually I thought made a fairly savvy play. He's going out of bounds. I think he's thinking Smart's there too, and he's going to give it to him. And Smart turned around like he left him on an island there. But all the, I was losing my mind in the first half. They were just sagging off shooters for no reason. For no reason. No, no reason. reason at all. Lowry, Love, Martin, no reason. They weren't, like, protecting the paint. It wasn't dropping into coverage for, for, for Embiid or this or that. It wasn't forcing mid-range. They literally left the perimeter unguarded over and over again. On, off, they were helping off of Struess. And leaving him. Why? What are you doing? The last guy you should help off of. All of it was baffling to me. I grabbed Bobby by the arm and I was like, Bobby, what are they doing? Like, what is the strategy here? I couldn't. And they still were up nine in the first half, despite having done that. I didn't understand it at all. What they were doing defensively, just giving Miami open looks all night. Look, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. He's going to hit contested twos all night long, even when you play good defense. He's going to hit that little pull-up in the free throw line or in the paint. When he backs you down, he eats guards alive with that shit. That's going to happen. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna surrender it. But why are you giving these guys open looks all night? And Bam was terrific too. But why are you giving these guys open looks? I don't understand it. It was such a strange tactic it was like you know how i mean it was almost like the pj tucker like but that's a pick your poison i wanted i want to have guys here i'm gonna double mb and if they kick it out here i'll live with that they were just leaving guys alone straight up it made no sense to me yeah i mean the the, the screening <clears throat> by miami wasn't anything unique or special or, or amazingly awesome that created all this space for shooters it was just simply the Celtics just didn't work hard enough uh, they got outworked in this game. Uh, they're going to go back and look at this film, and they're going to see the mental mistakes. They're going to see that they were simply outworked at both ends of the floor. Uh, and, and, again, Miami, to their credit, they made the most of those mental blunders that the Celtics made. And, you know, we, we talked about Rob a little bit uh, a while ago, and I, I thought Rob had a great game. I mean, th- this was, I thought, one of the better games you see. And, and yes, he was 6-for-6 six six from the field, but it's how he scored those points. Uh, offensive rebounds that he was looking to put back up, the, you know, just he made himself like a legitimate threat other than just catching lobs. Uh, and that was great to see. Uh, defensively, I thought he could have been much better against Bam because Bam, listen, Bam is an elbow free throw line shooter. Uh, he gets the ball there. You've got to be concerned about him knocking that shot down. And I thought Rob allowed him to get way too comfortable in that space. Uh, and, and Bam made him pay. 
Uh, and, and Kyle Lowry off the bench, that's the other guy that to me, it, you know, he had that little flurry where I think he scored like either back-to-back threes as part of uh, them kind of getting back into the game there uh, in the first half. And, you know, the bottom line, the Celtics simply didn't play with the sense of urgency that you need to play with. And Al Horford, you know, I think Malcolm Brockman talked about it uh, a couple of days ago, or it might have been even yesterday, where, you know, Al kind of had to get the guys together because they were looking at, looking a little too loose in practice. And, I'm, and all I'm thinking is, you got to be effing kidding me. It's the freaking conference finals. What the hell do you need to feel loose about? You haven't done anything. You still haven't achieved what was the goal at the beginning of the season, which is getting back to the finals. And for them to just have this kind of sense of arrival, uh, which they tend to have from time to time, uh, it's, it's, a, it's very disappointing to see that happen this time of year, particularly against a team that you know is coming in with a little extra edge because of what happened last year. I mean, Miami, they, you know, they, they haven't forgotten. They're one Jimmy Butler jump shot away from sending you home last year and then going to the finals. So, Sherrod, John, can you guys hear me? First yeah, time? we got you, Jimmy. All right. All right. What I was saying before I was rudely cut off by myself, um, to me, it's that third quarter, Sherrod, and it kind of goes back to the entitlement. It almost felt like they thought they were just going to come out in the second half and, and ride that yeah. wave and – the nine-point lead was going to go to 18, and, and the Heat were going to lay down their swords. Not so fast. You gave up 46 freaking points to the Heat, a team that had one of the worst offenses all year. These guys could barely scratch and claw to get above 100 points. And by the way, they're out there without one of their leading scorers, and Tyler Hero, who averaged 20 points a year for them. It wasn't like they, they lost him six months ago and made a trade to, to make up for his loss. These guys should be scratching and clawing to get to 110. Never mind 46 and one quarter and 123 in the, in the game. If you're the Boston Celtics, you just need to play okay. You just need to play solid on the defensive end. And you should be able to limit these guys. And you can just shoot 40%, uh, you know, from three, um, you know, below 50% from the field. And you should be able to hit, and you guys should be able to hit to beat these guys so to let the heat score over 50 percent from three um it's it's disappointing i feel like an idiot even though i i usually do anyway so it shouldn't be a big deal but we, we sound stupid because just last night we're talking about you know is this the same team is this the celtics have they changed is jason tatum different you know should they roll over the heat yes 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 and yes and then they come up and they do exactly uh you know the things that we've seen them do in the past, which is come out flat, play inconsistent, act like you know they've been there before, well, the, not get back the on the defensive end. They just let the Heat outrun them and outwork them in that third quarter. I mean, they were just the Heat were just getting out on the break and just getting behind them defensively. The, I think the third quarter, Jimmy, highlighted what really was a problem throughout in the first half in spurts. I think just the third quarter was just the, uh, just the culmination of the Celtics simply not. Uh, meeting the moment. I mean, Miami, listen, Miami is a gritty, grimy team, but they're also a team that, like most NBA teams, if you leave enough shooters open long enough, they're going to start knocking down some shots. They had 16 made threes in this game, shot better than 50% for three-point range. Celtics had six fewer threes uh, and shot less than 40%. Most games, you're not going to beat a team when they make more threes than you and shoot a higher percentage than you and just basically uh, play the game that they wanted to play. I mean, the Celtics, to me, it, it, this felt like a game where, where offense was a, a 
was an expectation. Defense was optional. Because 116 points in the playoffs for a team that's supposed to be built on defense should be enough to win. And when you look at their numbers from the field, I mean, the Celtics shot, actually, they shot almost as good as Miami. They shot like 52% from the field. Uh, but they could make threes, and they, and they missed a bunch of, I thought, momentum-shifting free throws, uh, the kind that would have put a little bit more pressure on Miami to execute uh, in their half-court set. And when they missed those free throws, they, the Celtics, they – they, they shot themselves in the foot repeatedly in this game. And, and you know, I still think that this is going to be a long series. It's still going to be a six, seven game series. But this is a game where if you're the Celtics, it feels like Philly all over again. Yeah. You can't, but you can't. But, Go ahead, John. No, I just, this is where it keeps coming back is they did a lot wrong. But I, again, I'm baffled by the, the, the game plan. I don't understand what game it. Plan? Look, what I'm saying is you went double big. Okay. Do you know how many minutes these guys played together? No. Tell us. Nine. Mm. Okay. Nine. So you didn't really okay. go double big. Okay. You know why? You, double, went, you, you know why they did that? In those nine minutes, the offensive rating was ninety. The defensive rating was one forty. Those are both really, really, really bad. So is that an Al problem? I, it was a look. We uh, we went back and forth. This is I was. I, if we did the preview show today, I might have said a totally different series of things. I've been all over the map on what I thought here. I thought Double Big was horrible. I talked myself into it yesterday. Uh, apparently, they realized pretty friggin' quickly it was horrible. Um, so they. But you know what's it. funny about that, John? They came out and Rob Williams had like they were six a minus fifty net rating with the with the Double Big in the nine minutes they played. But the, for the first few minutes of that game, I didn't see a problem with it. They were getting robbed at the rim. Uh, I, I didn't. I wasn't like, oh my god, double big. It's horrible right now. I, I mean, maybe I missed something, but it didn't seem to me like it was a huge problem. I don't know why they got away. I don't know why they got away from it as much as they did. I thought Rob was having a solid game tonight. They were looking for him for once. They had lobs at the rim for him. Marcus Smart and him seemed to be on the same wavelength on a number of plays. Um, so I, I didn't really think, oh. Get this double big lineup out of here. That just wasn't something they got that went through my mind. I mean, if the numbers tell me otherwise, then then fine, I guess. But um, yeah, that's that's a little surprising the, to me. The, the, so, uh, Rob, Rob, so Rob was a minus fourteen. Rob Rob was part of almost every defensive grouping that had a shit net rating in this game or a defensive rating in this game. It went bad. They got a few lobs out of Rob. Defensively, it was bad because they were letting shooters all over the place. They weren't rotating very well. It wasn't very good. It was not a good Rob game defensively. He didn't do much to do what he normally does. And this was the fear in this series. You can't let him play free safety as much in this type of series. And he was a, he was the solo big for a lot of his minutes because they didn't play the two together because I think Joe didn't like it. So no. they went. So we're talking about strategy. They 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 went. They went. To, they had that problem to start, okay? Mm -hmm. Then what does Joe like to do more than anything else? Shoot Not call threes. timeouts. Oh, I'm sorry. No, fine. Doesn't call a timeout. In the, I mean, the, the, the greatest thing, Joe doesn't call a timeout the entire third quarter. Which uh, is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Uh, but the threes, what happens with the threes? They shoot very few of them. So right. if that's Joe's literally, like, my whole, his everything – 
how do they go out there and, and, and not have a game plan to be able to move it and put shooters on the floor and shoot more threes? They didn't do that either. Then in the fourth quarter, when Jason Tatum comes back in the game, which I thought was a minute or two too late, I, I thought they were pushing it, their luck there. I think you should add about a minute and a half rest to start the fourth and then play. They're down. You can't mess around there. They waited four and a half, three and a half, four minutes to get him in. Then he came they in. They didn't do played, anything. Then he played off ball. He was a screener. He played off ball for 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 the next four minutes. Didn't get a touch. Then he finally yeah. starts getting touches, and he travels and he travels and he throws it directly to Jimmy Butler because it was a force. Because at that point, everybody knew they were force feeding him, and he was trying to create on his own. Absolute. Uh, what 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 was the plan there? Was How does there that a make plan? any sense, Sherrod? Answer me this. Fresh off a fifty-plus point performance, they take the ball out of his hands. He gets five shots up in the second half. A guy that couldn't miss the game before. How is that? How does like make it make sense to me? I mean, John, you just spelled it out. You put it in Jalen's hands, and he's just literally just batting it all over the place. Then his hand explodes again. This is still a thing. Apparently, he got rolled on. The whole team got rolled on Jimmy. They got their asses kicked in every sense of the word. Um, What was the plan tonight? I don't understand what their plan was. As I'm watching this game unfold, I I, I have just this icky feeling, this icky feeling that, and I don't understand why this is, the sense of urgency that their leader, Joe Mazzulla, needs to have wasn't there. He did not coach like a coach who was coaching with a sense of urgency. Uh, When you're – the timeout situation now, that's been a season-long narrative. You can't I, be the leader, Sherrod. What bothered me more than anything in this game was the fact that they never went to matchups that were working. Uh, Jalen Brown, again, Jalen is so much better when he's playing off the ball and you get him the ball with about seven, eight seconds on the shot clock and let him exploit whoever he's matched up with. Uh, they didn't do that. And, and Miami... You know, you if go back and look at this game. A lot of their attacks came off of Rob's poor defense because Bam would get the ball, and if Rob gave him a shot, he'd take it. And if Rob uh, sort of, kind of, but not really defended him, he would just keep it moving. They were able to take advantage of Rob's inability to really make Bam uncomfortable because because Bam, I mean, he had five assists, but man, he made a lot of hockey assist type plays in this game, and you can't allow him to do that. Uh, you just can't. I thought the idea going in early on, it looked like they were trying to make Bam work a little bit on defense uh, with, with Rob getting touches other than lob dunks. Uh, I thought it was a great strategy. Um, but they never augmented that with the kind of balanced scoring attack that you got to have to beat a team like Miami. And that defense, they never ratcheted that defense up. Ever, uh, ever, ever. No and, and, uh, no urgency, no dog. Even when they're going to the floor, they're going to the floor late because they're like, I guess I have to. Like, just not playing. It's, again, it's so basic as to sound cliche and borderline uninformed when we say when our analysis is simple, like the other team wanted it more. It sounds, I feel like a doofus saying it. The other team scored more. It's so, it's so cliche and trite. But it's exact. It. I don't know what it's gonna take to understand that. Like, if you don't get that thing, the other guy's gonna get it, and then he's gonna score. Like, it's the difference between winning and losing. Like, you can't just 
stand there. Like you gotta get out on the shooters. You gotta put bodies on people. You gotta hit the deck. You have to keep your head like on all the time. It's so basic, but like it requires all of that at the bare minimum just to walk on the court. Like it's so basic. It's the playoffs. You have a shot at the finals. Lack of urgency or lack of focus is baffling to me. I, I can't understand it. How is your head not screwed on straight? You're not second year players, okay? You've done this over and over again. You know what it takes. It's a choice. Do it or don't. It's 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 so weird to me to watch it. I know, and I I feel your pain, John, because I feel the same thing when it's I see weird. like the cliche. Like, oh, they just wanted it more or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And, and at this stage, again, it at this stage, dumb, in this, right? well, especially it does, but especially at this stage of the season, because it's like, how could you not want it? Right. It's, there's no way to measure who wants it more by just the eye test. And that's why I throw half the stats out the window sometimes, because I can just see out there who's engaged, you know, who's on point out there, who's running up and down the court, who's not committing dumb errors or not, you know, allowing the heat to go back door on you, like on, on consistent plays. Um, and again, I go back to that third quarter. It just felt like whatever was said in that, in that locker room at halftime, man, it, it sure as hell felt like whatever the Spolster message was or whatever his X's and O's, you know, uh, talk was definitely hit the, hit the nail on the head in the Miami locker room. And in Boston, I'm not so sure. I don't know. Maybe they were a little too loose in the locker room at halftime, too, because they got punched in the mouth in that third quarter. And when you give a team – listen, the Celtics, you know, on paper, um, are certainly a more talented team than the Miami Heat. But when you put the Heat in a situation like they were in in the fourth quarter, they're not stupid. They're not They're not silly. They're not going to make dumb mistakes. You give a guy like Butler the lead and a, and a head coach like Spolster the lead, they've got veterans on that team that are going to protect that lead as best they can – and play within themselves, and play team basketball, and not try to go into hero mode, and not try to do too much, and not make stupid turnovers. And that's exactly what the Heat are. You know, they're not gonna. The Heat aren't gonna beat themselves. Let's put it that way. And I feel like the Celtics can beat themselves. And that's kind of what I felt like we saw tonight in the second half. Well, the Credit Celtics. To the Heat. Credit yeah. to the Heat, of course. I mean, it, I'm not saying the Celtics, you know, just screwed up and allowed the Heat to win. The Heat, the Heat punched them in the mouth. That's the type of team they are. They're a physical team, and they're led by the guy up top, you know, Jimmy Butler. They play like he plays. And when you're the Celtics, if you're playing like, you know, Tatum and Brown are playing tonight, then you're playing a little sloppy. You're playing a little slow. You're playing not e not to even score if you're Tatum because he didn't even really have that many scoring opportunities in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. And you run to this. And I also give a shout-out to Bam Adebayo tonight. He was aggressive as hell out there on the offensive end. And they're going to need him to be because, again, they don't have all those options. They got help from Kyle Lowry tonight, who was hitting threes like it was, you know, 10 years ago in Toronto. Um, they're having their guys step up. I'm not, I, I didn't see that tonight in, uh, on, the, on the Celtics side. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing. You talk about executing late. I mean, Miami went three minutes without scoring, and you couldn't capitalize on that. They went three minutes without scoring at the five-minute mark, okay? What did they do on the defensive end, they, though? They were they, playing they, tight defensively, too. They went from the, the eight-minute mark to the three-minute mark, to, like, to 230 mark, scoring four total points. That's, they, That's who they, they are. <laughs> no, Miami and I Boston know. couldn't do anything. 
about it, okay? Miami was locked at 114-105 with 5-114 with what with 5:33 to go. It stayed that way until they hit a triple, okay? With with two something to go. So they they basically maintained a lead when they hit that three finally. They were back up seven. Then they hit another ball game. That's the ball. That's it. The Celtics couldn't make a run. And Miami three. didn't score for three minutes. They couldn't do anything there. So again, they're handing you opportunities. You're not taking advantage of it. Miami didn't even close that well. And the Celtics still couldn't do anything. Jason Tatum touches the ball three times, telegraphs a pass to Jimmy Butler. That was pathetic turnover. And the, the two travels, like just a total, total, total meltdown. I thought the turning point was the Jalen Brown uh, turnover when he just, when they, I think they cut it to four and he's flying up the court. And I was like, here it comes. And then just do and it just boom, just spits it out and off we go. So again, sloppy, bad, goofy basketball again, bad late, bad in the third, resting their laurels on a nine point lead. The whole thing was terrible. Um, oh, shut up. Everybody. Hey, that's still, a, that's still a valid prediction. I, I hated it, but I made it. I'll, I'll eat it. I'll own it. Anyway. <laughs> I hated it. Um, let's. Uh, we we're gonna hear from Joe. Joe getting a little. I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know if it's. Am I gonna cringe? Little back and forth with our pal Gary Washburn. I will hear that in a second. First let's off, go. we want to tell you guys. Let's get back to that. Uh, to the to the game. Missoula kind of asked about the Celtics, attitude. Nine point favorites. Favorites. Um, on Thursday night. Oh wait, right. Friday. Friday, sorry, uh, Friday. Nine attitude, attitude and urgency from Missoula. Here you go. Uh, you said they played harder than you in the third quarter. That's what they do. They play harder than their opponent. How are you guys unprepared for that? And we, we were prepared. We played harder than them in the first half, and then they outplayed us for one quarter. So we were prepared for it. We had the right mindset heading into the game. That, that, no, no, no. We had the right mindset heading into the game. We played harder than they did, and we were prepared, and we did a great job. The third quarter made all the difference, right? It did, but we were prepared. And then we let go of the rope. And so there's two storylines here. It's one, we were ready to play. And we had a great job executing on both ends of the floor in the first half. And it's about the consistency of they're going to continue to play. And so we have to be prepared um, for when we do outplay them, that they're going to respond and we have to respond. And so we were prepared. We just let go of the rope. Yeah, why did you let go of the rope? I don't know. It's a great question. And. Um, uh, that's what we have to figure out, but it came from our attention to detail. But we were prepared for the game, and we were prepared for them, and our guys came out and played, and then um, we have to be better in the third quarter. Yeah, their, their intention was to play better in the third quarter. All right, listen to me, okay? If I drive home and I make it most of the way and then crash into a tree right outside my house, I crashed my car into a tree. What happened early is irrelevant. But were you okay? prepared for the drive? I didn't care you if did I had in good car. intentions to start my drive. I drove really well for the beginning of my drive. Then I crashed my freaking car into a tree. John, what does it matter? What you the old, we, we had him in the first half. We had him in we, the first half. Uh, more days in first this, place than the Yankees. Look, this is this is I, I, as I listen to Joe, I, I all I could think about was Marcus Smart and some of his comments about Joe's learning. We're learning him. This is what happens when you're in class. You're going to get shit wrong. You're going to not do what you're supposed to do. And everyone is going to wonder what the hell just happened. Uh, Joe. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out on a limb and he's going to look at the video and think I should have called the timeout in the third quarter. Uh, 
you he has to get a better post. This has been my biggest issue with Joe Missoula, just in general. His ability to get a pulse on what to do. I don't care if his decision turns out good or bad. Make the damn decision that you're supposed to make in that moment. If you are at home, if your team is skidding, if you know that the Miami Heat are, are outworking your team, because it was pretty obvious in the third quarter they were, call a damn timeout. Try to do something to slow down the momentum that they have. Because guess what? The guy on the other side, he's going to do that. And he did that. He did that. When the Celtics made it a five-point game early in the fourth quarter, what did what did Spolster do? He called the timeout. He realized that he needed to slow or stymie that momentum right then and there. That's what you do as a coach. And uh, it's frustrating to see Missoula keep making this one particular mistake over and over and over again. It's literally the biggest flaw he has as a coach, is recognizing when he needs to slow the momentum that the other team is Why? Why do what he just did in that answer? Why right. That's do at. that? Because he's in his feelings. Just he's get in. exactly, grow, Sharon. Dude, grow up, man. Don't get in these petulant back and forths. You just got it handed to you on your home court, and you absolutely collapsed in the third quarter. Just make it about that. Just right. own it. Why? Right. I thought it was great. I thought we were great. Why? Why? Yes, somebody's got to coach this guy how to do this stuff. It just sounds dumb. Well, some, sometimes, John, the message that you have in the locker room to your guys has to be different than the one that you have for us. I mean, if you want to tell your guys, hey, guys, you guys were great in the first half, we just got to do that a little bit longer than you did it tonight. That's okay for them. But for your fan base, for the media, no. It's it sounds like bullshit. Did you see how he had he had no answer for the actual question, which was yeah. what Gary yeah, was getting at? What happened when you absolutely fell apart? That's I don't know. Question. I don't yeah. know. So don't know. he just made Gary's point, you know, and like you guys said, like you're just nitpicking at words here. Like everyone knew what Gary was getting at with the question, and and at the end of the day, if if the goal is to win the game, then it doesn't matter how you just how you came out. You have to be prepared to play four quarters, not just two and say, oh, we played harder for them, for them in two. Okay, well, they worked you right out of the gates in the second half. So why did that happen? You know, like, how can you prevent that from happening in the future? What can you point to as the head coach? You know your team better than anybody does. You should be able to point to, okay, well, maybe this went south a little bit sooner than it should have, or, or maybe we didn't have the right mentality coming out of this timeout, or maybe you know, whatever it is, like, that's what we're looking for when we ask questions like that. We don't look, we're not looking for, uh, you know, a back and forth. And I'm sure Gary isn't looking for that either. He, he's just asking the question so that he can write informative articles and, and explain what went wrong and why they weren't prepared. He's not trying to nitpick, uh, you know, at what point did you go from prepared to unprepared? So yeah, that's super annoying to me as well. well I uh, don't know if the follow up there is like, so when it was clearly not going well, what did you do? Right. Like, what did you do said, at I don't that know, point basically. to fix it? Like, I don't I don't know what was going on. Well, do you think maybe if you stopped play for a minute and talked to your guys, you could have gotten answers about what was going on or maybe told them, let's do something else? It's a very strange thing to kind of almost just watch it as a blur and just have it happen. And then afterwards be like, I don't even know what happened there. Like, you're not so, – that's the accountability aspect of it. People are expecting you 
to have the answers, not just to right. that question, but to what happened there. That's well, kind of the point. When, when, when Gary's asking you that, Joe, he's kind of saying, why didn't you kind of get involved a little bit in this? You know, like, what's going on? How did that happen? And how did you let it happen? And like, he's not asking because she just wants to write a story. Like, everyone at home wants to know what happened there. And that's, it's, it's, even if he doesn't have the answer right on the spot like that, it's also about the delivery. Like when you, when you, when you put that sort of like, when you come off that way in a press conference after a loss like that, it tells me that maybe you, you don't have control of, of not only your emotions, but maybe what's going on in the locker room. It kind of tells me that like, you might be a little overwhelmed by, by what just happened. And, and that's yeah. how you're, you know, like that's not a normal interaction between two adults is it i mean in your day-to-day experience at work you don't have interactions like that with people so to me i mean unless you're having a really bad day or unless you're overwhelmed or something went wrong so it's like i don't like to see that from a from somebody in a position of power i mean if you're a leader like sherrod mentioned earlier and your players watch a, a back and forth like that do they now feel like they can they can you know talk to people like that or they can react that way or they can have that sort of emotion everyone understands being emotional after a loss and and maybe he needs a few more minutes to cool down before he gets onto the podium i don't know what it is but you need to be a little bit more cool calm and collected and that will reflect in how your team plays too because as they say attitude reflects leadership so um you know to see the head coach sort of acting like that way it kind of makes you wonder okay like how much control does he have over things that's where I, that's kind of where I'm up with it. I mean, when you talk about yeah, when you talk about the that's when you fair, talk Jimmy. about the yeah, that is fair. When you talk about the control dynamic, Jimmy, um, I'm less. You have to get control over your shit before you can control your team uh, and get a pulse for what they need. And and I, I, again, this is one of the concerns that you obviously have when you have a coach who was in a very clear uh, role as an assistant that wasn't near the front of the line. Uh, there's a learning curve that he's clearly going through in the playoffs. Uh, and, and there are things that he's not going to get right. And I get that. He's he's like all of us. He's imperfect. And I totally get that. But at some point, when you get to this stage of the, of the game, you, you, you can't lean on that while well, he's just kind of figuring things out. Well, hell no. You need to know. You, you need to know. And the things that we're talking about are some really the kind of things that as a head coach, you should have a better pulse for those things. If you're getting your ass kicked in the third quarter and your lead is gone, try to slow it down. I don't think I don't think it's rocket science to think if you're on the short end of a run, what are you supposed to do as a coach? You want to stop it. And if, and shock taking is not the way to necessarily do that. Just uh, this, this is a this is a frustrating loss, I think, for a lot of us, uh, just because. Miami and, and Jimmy, to your point, Jimmy, Miami played a really good game. They right. simply took what the defense gave them. But damn it, why did you give them so much? Uh, and why didn't you try to stop giving them so much? I don't get yeah. it. I, 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 this is a baffling. One. This is I mean, a is really... it PTSD, Sherrod? Is it is it is it flashbacks to the bubble? Is it flashbacks to you know Big Bad Butler? You know, bullying his way around the court and, and some of these younger guys. All of a sudden, they're sucking their thumbs in the corner. I don't know. I don't know what it is because I didn't see any alphas on that Celtics team tonight like I saw uh, and spurts uh, against that Sixers series. Well, 
this is a game where once you and, and we've talked about this before, coaching matters in the playoffs more than people thinks. Uh, more than people give it credit for. Uh, it's not a coincidence that you see more coaches get fired after the playoffs or than they do during a regular season, even though the season is six, seven, eight times as long, because this is when it matters. This is when whatever your strengths are, whatever your weaknesses are as a coach, just like it is for players, you're going to get exposed. And Joe got exposed in game one. Now, can he figure out a way to move on from game one and make better decisions and put the team in better position to win. Yeah, he can do that for game two, but that's not going to make up for the fact that they once again have put themselves in a hole that they didn't really have to, if they would have just made the just logical steps and decisions to give themselves a chance. A chance is right. Cause you're right, Sherrod. I agree. Miami played well. They didn't give themselves a chance by just simply not executing and not doing some of the little things and some of the right things. Just playing bad basketball. They just played bad, dumb basketball too often. Uh, but you got to give Miami credit because they're not going to beat themselves. Um, they'll let you beat they're them. They're not. Yourself. I said earlier, and it's all, yeah. yeah, it's exactly right, Jimmy. It's like old Patriots sort of stuff. Like, yep. I, okay, fine. Dink and dunk it up the field. And I dare you not to turn it over or take a sack or do something like that, you know? And did you call them the Patriots earlier this year? I think you did. I, I don't know, maybe. I feel like you did. You called the, the Heat that. But, is, um, you know, sim- similar mentality. Like, you beat yourselves. We're just going to do what we do and just kind of keep grinding and we'll be there. I mean, the Jimmy Butler, Go. I, I, I can't wait to go back and rewatch. Jimmy Butler saw almost all of those passes that he intercepted yesterday. Like it was, he was so far ahead. The Celtics are like, I'm just going to do this. And Jimmy Butler's like, this is great. This, this moron's going to throw it right to me. And he was right there. It wasn't like a hustle steal. He's like, oh, here it comes. Here it is. Thank you. He's already thinking about the next play. Yeah. He's already moved on to the next play. I mean, just, just miles ahead of you. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. It's just playing in control. You know, Uh, even when they played them well, it's just so controlled one time great Celtics pushed him out to the out to the uh baseline seemed to have him kind of pinned down you know uh two guys on him really nowhere to go and he's just waiting and he just leaks it right to uh and uh, bounce past a bam who was trailing for a bucket beautiful little slip pass you know and he had it the whole way it's like you see like you know you've seen what Celtics do in that situation force it, jump up in the air, not know what to do, pass it to no one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the game moves slower for some people, and Jimmy Butler's just totally. one of those guys. He just sees it more clearly. Everything When everything's going crazy, he's he's incredibly in control. And you saw the Celtics not that way. You saw Jason Tatum jumping in the air and realizing, I can't shoot this three, and having to land. I mean, that's just bad, bad, bad situational awareness driving into nowhere land. You know I mean? It's just out of control, forced stuff that those guys don't do that the Celtics do do. Uh, and it just is, it's hard to watch because you've seen it so many freaking times, you know? It, and again, just broken record stuff at this point. Facts, my dog. Facts, dog. I'm I don't know. The for... whole thing is crazy. I am curious too. Looking for this. Small, small subplot, what's going on with Jalen's hand. Going on with Jalen's hand. I mean, honestly, I just think I just think he got rolled onto it. I, I, no, it, it, I mean, it right burst, after it started, it was it, gushing it blood. I saw him like right after that. Didn't he make a nice play at the rim, like on the ensuing offensive possession? I, I'm not too concerned about it, but I mean, yeah, you don't want him to. You don't want to. It's that extra, you know, 
10 seconds sitting on the ground sort of wincing and, and doing this where it kind of scares you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rob, I think Rob got kind of banged up on the same play. But that was the left that. hand, but his right hand was gushing blood. Oh, are we talking about two different things? Yeah. Talk- okay, sorry. My bad. They said, they said during a break his hand, his I hand that. broke open again. Uh, I think I was watching Little Mermaid or something at that point. <laughs> but- well, the most amazing thing was in one time out they're like Jalen's hand is gushing blood and they were able to fix it in time and everyone's like that'll be something to watch and then the next possession he takes a pull up three from 30 feet I'm that's like, one of, that must have been one of us yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I guess then. he's feeling better yeah yeah, yeah. oh gosh uh, but I mean everything from the first half uh, the no timeouts in the third quarter obviously a problem Marcus Smart, what did he have? Nine or ten assists? Was it zero time timeouts Miller? in the third quarter? Listen, yeah. Well, how, how many how many assists did Smart have in the second Smart, in the second half? Anybody? He had one. He had oh, one. We have eleven. He in was the first? brutal in the second half. I mean, he, tennis. I mean, he had a damn near double double in the first half, getting everyone involved. The lob, the he was. That was one of the better halves that we've yes, seen from Marcus. Great Martin, one like in the ever. second half, Marcus, and then he comes out jacking shots. Marcus, another case of a guy who got loose. And just started doing whatever. And again, jacking shots. He only had seven field goals in the game. He just wasn't doing it. Part of it was again game plan. They stopped letting the point guards run the offense. You have Marcus Smart gets ten assists I in the first half, and out. then you put the ball in Jalen Brown's hands, and you're like, "Just dribble, dude. You're good at it, right?" Like, no, no, I'm not good at it. In fact, I'm very bad at it. I shouldn't be dribbling the <laughs> ball at all. Thank you for asking. Not only that, my hand doesn't feel great, and later on, it's going to be gushing blood. Um, but sure. Yeah. I'll just keep dribbling the ball. Uh, you know, just baffling sort of stuff. What the hell is Pritchard doing in the game? You know, know, like, you know, was that, was that an adjustment or did he go into this series? Like I'm going to get Pritchard 10, 12 minutes. And again, what is Pritchard doing in the game and not really being involved in the offense? Like, fine. He shot two threes. He only touched the ball twice. What are you playing him 12 minutes for? If you're not going to put him out there and let him jack a bunch of shots. It's the only value that he has. If Pritchard plays 12 minutes, he should have six or seven shots. No joke. Because he's literally, that's what he's out there to do. That's it. And, and you're right. And the Heat wisely, you know, ran pick and roll to get him matched up with Jimmy Butler. Because that's what they're going to do. Good. So to that's compensate, he's got to be out there chucking to counterbalance that or else he serves no purpose out there. And it didn't, it, it didn't seem like there was a conscious effort to get him looks. So isn't that like an example of like no plan? Like... Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you think that? Oh, guy! Oh, we talked about this when Pritchard was in the game. We're gonna run this, 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 and this to get him a few looks. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think. I don't think that's how they look at it. I think they they figure. You know what? Jason, Jalen, Marcus, read and react. Read and react well, to what the defense does. And 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 again, I I think more times than not that that's a not a bad idea. But at certain when you have certain players on the floor who have certain skills that they can bring you and certain deficiencies that you don't want to get exposed, you lean into what they do well quickly so that you can hopefully get them into a flow, get them into a river, and force your opponent to make adjustments. Um, this could have been a completely different game if you're calling a play for Peyton Pritchard early on and he knocks down a shot because we know he's one of those guys. If he knocks down one shot, it's not that big a stress to see him knock down two or three right behind it. Uh, and, and there just never seemed to be any type of conscious effort to get him free to get shots off. He got a couple, he got one or two shots. I think he, Pritchard had 
uh, two shot. He got two shots off, two threes. One was a corner three uh, that I think it was like late in the shot clock, and the other one, you know, he just missed it, but because it was contested. But you you have to be better about making it the most of having a guy who's a specialist on the floor, and they didn't. It was one of the many things that they did not do well in this they, game. They didn't get Pritchard enough sh- enough shots clearly, but guys, we haven't really talked this about this the whole idea. They didn't really. They didn't. John mentioned it, but they didn't get Tatum enough shots tonight either. He had five shots in the second half. Five shots in the second half. Seventeen shots overall. I just looked. Tied for the second fewest attempts in the last two months, and one of the and the the fewest was that debacle in Philly. It was a game two where he had like seven shots or whatever it was. Baffling. Only three three pointers. Just baffling how how little Tatum shot. How efficient Tatum efficient as hell. Thirty points on seventeen shots. How do you not get this guy more looks? After the game he's coming off of, ride that wave, take that momentum. He's supposed to be the guy now. And like you said, like you guys said, they're not even giving him opportunities to shoot the ball. Again, what's I can't remember the plan? A time. Are they literally free? Are they just freestyling? I don't, I, I'm so confused. It's so different than like what, how they've been doing things. So it's like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm not supposed to get it, but I don't get it. Uh, I want you to say more, Jimmy. No, I mean that's that was my <laughs> only point was on Tatum. I mean the the Tatum stuff stands out to me. I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too bent out of shape about Pritchard not getting the shots. I understand the point is that why is he in the game if he's not getting shots? But why is Tatum in the game if you're not trying to get him the ball and get him in situations where he can score? Uh, I just you know like he's your he's your advantage out there. You know he's the guy that the the, the, the Heat wish they had. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously, they've got Butler, but they need another score on that team. Um, and when you're the Celtics, you have a number of options, a number of ways to score, and you take the ball out of the hands of the guy who can do it best, best in, you know, one of the best guys who could score in the league. So I don't anticipate seeing that again. I think we can all agree that that strategy that they went to for whatever reason um, was a failure. I thought Marcus Smart had a really good first half. I mean, the, it was great. I mean. What is it, 10, 10 or 11 assists? I think he, he, he only took, like, yeah. one shot. Yeah. Um, but, he, you know, he's on point with Rob. I thought they did a, you I, know, their best to get Rob involved more than they have been. The second half, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at the score, and Rob was a minus 14. I don't know it had to do with that third quarter. Um, but I just think that they just got away from the things that were, were working for them. And it's got to be more than, oh, like, the Heat just wanted it more. Obviously, it's more than that. But... It just feels like when this team gets punched is, in the Jimmy. mouth. What it is, John, is when they get punched in the mouth, it took them an entire over a quarter to, to punch back. And that's in that fourth quarter when they started the fourth quarter on that 7-0 run there. And that's basically their timeout, right? I mean, I know you get a couple of TV timeouts mixed in, but for Joe not to take a timeout at all in that third quarter as he's watching the tides turn and the momentum change and the Heat go. The Heat scored forty six points in that third quarter, and never once you said, "You know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take a timeout here. I gotta, I, I saw something out there that I wanna, I wanna talk to these guys about, or I wanna make a a, a change uh, in the in the lineup before um, things really get out of hand." That's but, coaching. 
That's a, such a huge part. I of know, coaching. but I'm gonna I'm gonna bail out Joe a little. Look, because I I don't think he's blameless. I think I think a coach can save players from themselves from time John, to time. I, I'm just mentioning him. I, no, 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 on no, a no, long no. list of issues that I have. But in, in that I'm third listening quarter. to the I'm I'm seeing a lot of the post game stuff come out right now. Marcus Smart said third quarter is not on Joe not calling a timeout. We got to look ourselves in the mirror. Blah blah of course. blah. Of course. Jalen Brown, we we just came out too cool. I, I, if I, I mean, I, Why? I, I almost fell out of my chair when I saw it. Jalen Brown, again, uh, you know, ultimately we got to all watch film tomorrow and come out with a better intensity level. Again, how is go. this a thing you're still saying at this point in time? How are you saying? It's just, dude, it's Groundhog Day stuff, man. It's the same, man. And you know what you can't, you know what it is? It's like the boy who cried wolf. It's the same thing. Nobody nobody believes that you're going to learn. Nobody cares that, you know, that's what you're going to say. Everyone already knows what you're going to say before you say it, and then you fall into the same habits, and we have the same post game, and we complain about the same stuff. And it I, just I, I didn't even want to do it because, it's again, it's so repetitive. It's, it's, not so even worth, it's not even worth putting the clips up on the show. You can just find an old one. Just find an old one. This I this is uh, this isn't even me. This is a recording from like you know <laughs> yeah. December of last year. Yeah. Or just a random game this year. There's like yeah. ten of them. <laughs> oh Sh- man! Look at this. Sherrod Sherrod's had it. Um, I, I'm. Uh, this is. Um, I'm trying not to like yell. Because that's what I really want to do. I, I want to scream at them because they're playing like idiots, and they're not. And for me, that's that's the frustrating part. If this was a team that had a low basketball IQ and wasn't very basketball savvy and all that, I wouldn't be the least bit bothered by what the hell we're seeing or what we've seen this year because that's what teams with that limited intellect do. But they're not that team. They're smarter than this. They're better than this. They have been through the kind of battles in the postseason where you don't you're 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 wise sage veterans shouldn't have to tell you guys stop being so damn loose in practice what the hell is that at some point at some point they need to grow the hell up play like grown-ass men otherwise it's going to be one two three cancun just like that just like that yeah uh yeah i mean and and i i'm trying not to like snap um but i really want to because this this is bullshit this is absolute bullshit that Yikes. they're putting these fans through. Wow, the professor speaking of, swearing speaking himself. Of the, speaking of putting the fans through it, here's Jason Taylor oh. talking about why they suck at home. Mr. Cool. This year, you can go back to last year. Home court advantage hasn't been much of an advantage. You guys have, have about a 500 record at home in the playoffs. Why Why is that not helping, you know, having, having home court advantage? Uh, I don't know. I uh, Cool. I, 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 shit, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, you know, you still gotta play the game. You still gotta make plays, regardless of you know you're home on the way. You know, the court is the same. It's one ball, three refs, two baskets. Um, you know. So you know, I don't have an exact answer why we 500 at home. You know, we just gotta be better. I feel better now. Hey, Bobby. 
Shit, I don't know, Bobby. What do Bobby, what do you know? Bobby knows. Nope, I don't have you. Still no Bobby. We'll get Bobby in a little bit. Um, so yeah, that the too cool for school stuff. I mean, Tatum, whatever. Didn't have an answer to that particular. That's a tough question to answer. Why are you bad at it home? Is. Whatever. I don't know. I, I. I. Does anybody know? No. There's, yeah. I mean, there's no. There's no real answer for that question. But to me, the the, the better question is, what Why are the you hell bad, are period? you going to do? What the <laughs> hell are you going to do going mm-hmm. forward? Um, you may not know why you're bad at home, but you know you're bad at home. So where's the sense of urgency? I mean, if you if you know that you are basically disappointing your fans on a consistent basis, that basically your chances of winning in front of your people is a freaking coin toss, you need to come out with a little bit more fire in the next game. And after that one at home, you need to come out with a little bit more fire in that game too. I don't get this. I, I this, is, this is just bullshit. Uh, did we lose Bobby again? We did. We're having some Wi-Fi issues, it appears. We're going to try Bobby one more time. There he is. Hi, Bobby. Hey, what's going on? There you Bobby. go. You sound terrific. Bobby, Bobby what, do you, what do you hear? What do you say? I'm surprised by the alignment tonight. As I said, uh, as we were heading to post game, I was very interested to hear about where all the different guys thought things went wrong tonight. And it all it came pretty much an alignment there. I'm sure you played some of the sound. Uh, they broke down defensively in the third. They felt like it was just one bad quarter out of a whole game, and uh, they're going to try to tighten it up there. So uh, to me, that's not what things looked like tonight. I thought things looked very disconnected for much of the game, especially much of the second half. And certainly the defensive intensity wasn't there. That's a given. Uh, but I thought there were issues offensively, too. And they did mention those. Um, Smart got into space and guys playing on top of one another, uh, specifically the attention to detail. He thinks sometimes they get bored of doing the little things. That's his kind of diagnosis of it. But what I was expecting to hear is that Miami threw some adjustments and some wrinkles at them that they couldn't adjust to. And, you know, different guys are trying to solve in different ways because that's what it looked like to me, John. You know, whether it was Brown on the ball in the fourth quarter, driving in a no man's land, uh, whether it was Tatum not being able to get the ball and instill his will in the offense in the second half, something happened outside of them just not playing hard enough and not playing defense in the third quarter. And I was surprised to not hear anything other than that. They definitely stayed in line with that message here and wouldn't really go anywhere else. They wouldn't even mention the practice thing yesterday, which I think is a factor too. I never know about that stuff, like how big a deal it was. It could have been overblown. Could have just yeah. been a single incident. I mean, um, it's practice. You know. Well, you play how you practice, and how'd they play today, Jimmy? Half these guys don't ever practice. Point is, Bobby, if you talk to Joe, he said they were prepared for this game. I don't know if you saw the back and forth between great. Came him and great. Washburn. They yeah. were ready for this game. It was just the third quarter that they weren't ready for, apparently. Yeah, and that's why I followed up with some of the practice stuff. And he said, we won three out of the four quarters, which not the best answer, not the best assessment. It's, of this honestly, one. it's a stupid answer. It's it so really dumb is. because, like, the way you – So so, so, if, so you go so up 20 – the right, fourth quarter is useless. Yeah, so so you win the first quarter by a point, you win the second quarter by a point, you win the third quarter by a point, and you get outscored by 30 in the yeah, fourth. But right. you, you, had a good, you had a good night? 
Right. Come on. With that no. Like, they, if, 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 if you told the Heat, who were leading by nine, that they could be outscored by five in the fourth, then I think that they would be okay with that. So I don't know if we've necessarily won the quarter. <laughs> yeah, did you guys send locker room sound to Ahmed? Yeah, I got Brogdon, and I, I thought it was interesting. He's he's saying it's a it's a mental thing for the Celtics halftime. Uh, Marcus Smart saying it's a physical thing that that they, this team was just missing their physicality in that third quarter, and it would have things would have been different if that was the case. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest with you. But I thought it was just interesting that Brogdon, who's been pretty open all season long, and especially in the last couple of weeks or so about where this team's at, head you know their headspace, and I, I thought it was a bit telling for him to say that. Um, they think it's a mental thing, and that the uh, the the Miami Heat right now have that have that edge over the Celtics, or at least in the in the early uh, go. Of this best no, they have it. Period. The, the yeah, only they're just a they're just a tougher team mentally. They, yeah, they have it. I agree with that. They will continue to have it. They'll have it all the way through. They'll have it next year and the year after and the year after right. that. Well, the That's thing about the Celtics, no matter who's who's playing, the thing about are the, the Celtics, Celtics better are the Celtics just will the Celtics talent overcome. Uh, but there's no question Miami's mentally tougher than they are. That's I mean, right? We, we well, when they're that. when they're in that, when they're really down on themselves, I just feel like that's where it gets mental. They're second guessing what they're going to do. Um, the, their coverages are wrong, what and the they, Miami, they, they, they sense that. Yeah, what are they down about? What are they down about? Well, they down about the third. What are they they're down nine about? and a half. No, I mean like when things are going bad, like when the when an opposing team is going on a humongous run, it's like. They, they do one of two things. They either panic, start chucking up threes, or they try to minimize it by making these big plays that turn into turnovers, you know. And I thought in the fourth quarter that happened again with those two turnovers by Jason Tatum. man, like, that's just careless stuff, man. You have to look twice before you pass in that direction. And Jimmy Butler, that second one, it's almost like he gave it to him like a – like it was like like he was his teammate, you know. Like that's the kind of stuff that that the the, the Heat are gonna make you pay for, and they know that, you know. I just think they didn't expect it in this regard. You know what I mean? Look, four four Heat players scoring fifteen points. I I think they were a bit overwhelmed by that. I mean, not the fact that that you know it happened, but the way it happened. And I feel like they were trying to come back in that fourth quarter, and they were just making those mental mistakes, like Jason Tatum with those two turnovers. I mean, that was the kind of stuff that that the Miami Heat are going to go off on a huge run, and all of a sudden you're down by double digits. The effort was a big part of it, no doubt, but I don't want to understate the scheme stuff here. I mean, something was off, John. You were all over it too here at the game with the way they were helping and hedging. Killing me. Yeah, it was odd. And I, maybe guys were freelancing, and Joe did allude to that in terms of guys trying to make plays, and you do want some freedom to do that. But it kind of looked methodical to me the way they were helping off guys, and they did that effectively in the Philly series. Love the play right before halftime where – Martin just killed the help, went up and under through Rob. They did a lot of that in this game. And then they got up the court quick. Those outlet passes in the early third were killers. So I don't know. But I have so a many time. things, Bobby. It wasn't just that. It was uh, going to double big and abandoning it. Okay. Yeah. Um, having, yeah. having the Pritchard a, stuff. No one asked about playing that. Pr- playing Pritchard, but not really, not really involving him in the offense. Yeah. He got a couple of threes off, but again, you put him out there, you want him gunning. I mean, that's the whole point of it. So what's the point? Just to get him some cardio? Like, I don't understand it. Um, so what Pritchard's out there. Uh, having Marcus Smart, you know, uh, you know, go for 10 assists in the first half and then uh, spending much of the second half having Jalen Brown dribble the ball up the court, bringing Jason Tatum in the game and having him play as an off-ball screener and not putting the ball in his hands and put it in your worst ball, put it in the hands of your worst ball handler. 
makes no sense at all. I, but yeah, is is that stuff Joe wanted them? Not do? shooting, shooting as very few threes, which is like a big Joe thing. Like, what was the plan? Did they start with one, lose it some, lose it early? Joe said say, they veered from the game plan. Say it was kind. Of, well, screw it. We're up nine, so I guess it's okay. And then it just completely went off the rails. I mean, uh, bananas to me. I mean, no clue what the Celtics were trying to do today with both their de- with their defensive coverages and on offense. None. They didn't look like a team. Nothing like they like they were just preseason game two trying to figure it out. It was shocking. Weird at this point in the year. Really... And that's the stuff that stands out to me, John. Yeah, Butler grabbed his own miss and hit a three, and there were some tough offensive rebounds and scrappy plays and stuff like that. But I don't think that stuff decided the game. I think it was just the Celtics being all over the place and all disconnected. Over. Here's Marcus Smart talking about what went wrong in the third. How much of that came down to you guys needing to adjust to some things? I mean... Maybe they switched up at halftime. I mean, the only thing we need to adjust to is picking up our physicality and playing some damn defense. That's the only thing they switched. They, they didn't change anything from the first half that they weren't defense, doing. They just yeah. upped their physicality, and that was it. There's nothing tactical, X's and O's. It's just coming out and, uh, you know, guard your yard. And um, they scored 46 in their third, and, and they got going, and, um, you know, they made us pay, and it led into the fourth quarter. I mean, is that just is that them just disrespecting the opponent? Nothing tactical, nothing scheme. They just out hustled us. You know, if we hustle a little harder, we'll win. What do you guys think? What is that? Is uh, what is that? I think I think it's acknowledging the fact that you are not playing mentally tough enough to beat that team. Because all that stuff that Marcus is talking about physicality, phys- I didn't think that Miami out physical. Miami simply. Got to spots quicker than they did. Got to the ground, forced jump balls quicker than they did. Did all those little things that require effort, require thought, require, frankly, giving yourself to the game and not just assuming that shit's just going to work out for you because you've got more talent. It doesn't work that way. The most talented team doesn't always win. The team that figures out how to balance intellect with talent, with effort, with perseverance, with come overcoming adversity, those are the teams that typically move on from one round to the next. And the Celtics, they 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 need to have a come to Jesus moment very soon and figure out if they're serious about this banner eighteen because they talk the talk, but the walk says something very different. First off, we want to welcome a new sponsor uh, to the Garden Report, yes. and that is Factor Meals. Oh yes, okay, Fa- yes. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. So forget about cooking. Just get yourself some Factor meals, and you are done. It just shows up to your doorstep. It can fuel you up fast, ready-to-eat meals, save time, eat well, tackle everything on your to-do list, especially now you're heading into potentially the summer months. You want to be out more. You want to be doing more stuff, enjoying your free time. Who's I'm going to have some free time pretty damn soon. We all are, I'm afraid. <laughs> you don't want to be in a hot kitchen uh, you'd rather just be able to kind of get your meals, eat, you know, prep them quick and go. And that's what it does uh, with Factors Fresh, never frozen meals ready in two minutes. And like I said, right to your door, you can get calorie conscious options here. Uh, calorie smart meals, 550 calories or less. Okay. Uh, there you go, John. Do whatever. Absolutely. Get the light stuff. <laughs> Keto, calorie wow. smart, vegan, veggie, <laughs> protein plus, anything you want, prepared by chefs, sent to you. Uh at your door, ready to go. So again, all you have to do is go to factormeals.com 
read it off the screen there. Slash Garden 50. Slash Garden 50. You get 50% off your first box. I like how it's Garden 50. What's that? 50, 50 days to Summer League? Is that it's what we're talking about off, now? It's 50% off. Yeah, exactly. It's 50 days to Summer League, everybody. Start the countdown. Yeah, you want to see, jokes tonight. Wanna see some of these? Look at this. Oh, ooh. oh, wow. Is that a John Dennis pie? Ooh. Is that shredded? Uh, oh, you get drinks too? Did I miss ooh. that? good stuff there so, i think yeah, i got check, myself a new check, stack check that out if you check it out and you do support our sponsor uh as always bang t-shirt that's what we do here <laughs> good looking get a t-shirt fill out the form yeah and honestly it, i think I, I agree with marcus smart it did feel like that he just came out with more of a purpose in that third quarter and i just go back to some of those like plays that they made on the offensive end, off of their defense, quick outlet passes, cross-court passes, Kevin Love, you know, getting in the mix. And the Celtics were just flat-footed. Um, that's kind of how I felt watching that third quarter. It felt like they just were stunned. And you give a team like the Heat that sort of momentum, we talked about it. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to take that. They're, they're going to take that and run with it. So... Um, that's how I felt watching this game. That third quarter was everything. So when, you know, Missoula says, oh, we won three of the four quarters, it's like, no, it, 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 it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. You lost the game, coach. Yeah, you, you, lost, you, the lost, second, the game. you lost the second half, man. So, it, and you know what? That's not, that's not the only answer I didn't like, but I, whether it's Joe or whether it's the players so far, and I haven't been on Twitter looking at all the answers, but it feels like these guys are, are scratching their heads about a lot of things. Whether it's during the game, whether it's after the game, they don't seem to have any answers for anything. So I don't know if that's a sign of things to come or if this is a one-off or what, but I'm not It's something we've talked about, Jimmy. Are they learning anything from the losses? Are they carrying anything forward? Right. Are they are they getting on the same page about what needs to be fixed or is it just turn the page and move on and, oop, we got 51 points and a million threes late and forth right. in, in the four quarters in game seven and we're all good again. Can either of you guys, Josue or Bobby, explain Tatum's sort of like disappearance in the in the second half tonight? I mean, five five field goal attempts, and they kind of took him off the ball. Well, I feel like it started when they were just taking away his space, especially at the top of the key, where he was starting to dribble way beyond the three point arc. And I feel like there was always someone shadowing for for when he, if he gets past that first layer, there's another defender there. So I feel like that disrupted him a little bit. But I also feel like he was just out of sync by the second half in terms of like trying to find his offense. I mean, obviously, you know, the heat's humongous run in that third quarter had a lot to do with that, but I also just feel like he never felt truly like he was going to go on that, that, that run. You know what I mean? Like that, that can push the Celtics or make a difference. Whereas um, the, the, the Miami heat just had guys that were just knocking down shots and making plays. And it wasn't just one or two guys. So I think that's what really, you know, made things tougher for, for the Celtics as a team. But I feel like, when it came to Tatum and him trying to find his offense, he just it was like everything was happening too fast for him, and he just couldn't just take control. You know, that's the way no, I saw This is uh, – I'm going to play this now. This is going to be the one that's going to cause me to either have a heart attack or just retire from the show. Retire. It's a choice. It's a decision. Um, just come out and play with a, a different mentality, and we, we came out too cool. Like, it was just almost like uh. we were just playing a regular season game. Like, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, come on. We got to play with it more intensity than we did today. And uh, we just got to be better, including me. Okay. Listen. I want names. 
No more we. <laughs> nah, that's not that's not what they do, John. I so bad. want names. No, no John, I, I I will say this: he did include he himself, himself, which was which was that's progress because typically like they, they they go with the we and they don't say I I is is it's it's you know it's the vow that doesn't exist apparently when it but, comes to accountability. It means nothing to me still. We we've heard them say the same shit over and over. But who who is we? I want to know who's. You know who he is. It's the only, there's only five guys who play, John. I know that's what I said last game. There's only <laughs> so when Brogdon and Al are calling out the team. There's only yeah. three, four other guys that they could yeah. be talking about. Yeah, he's not and talking, about, not talking about Luke Burnett. They're right. not talking about Luke. That's what we said last night. And is 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 Grant just not allowed to play anymore? Is that just no, what we're no, doing? No, no, no. I'm not doing it. You and Joe Spain can do a Grant segment. I'm not doing great. I just, he's not the answer. He's not? How are you going to know? No, I'm with Bobby a little bit. I'm with Bobby a little bit. I don't understand at this point. Yeah, but don't. Yeah, Bobby's going to make it sound like this team was uh, Grant Williams away from winning. I, that's, that's not. That's not yeah. He couldn't have hurt. He couldn't have hurt. That third he quarter, hurt. He might have hurt. He could have, Ashley. They could have tossed Joe Sway out there in the third quarter, and maybe that would have changed, changed things a little bit. <laughs> no, that that would have hurt. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, 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 don't, I don't need to do 10 minutes on Grant. But I think at some point, you have to wonder, what the hell did Grant Williams do to not even get a sniff of playing time over Peyton Pritchard, which makes even less sense to me why he would get minutes in situations where, again, we talked about it, he's not even getting shots. He's just in the game running around. So, I mean, I'll put Grant in there for defensive purposes, a couple hard fouls if that's what it takes. If you want to be physical, something. I I think – and maybe this is what Joe was talking about when, when Bobby, when you mentioned that he said that they veered away from the game plan. I wonder is Pitt, Pritchard not getting shots, them not putting him in position to do literally the one thing you got him on the floor to do, them veering away from the game plan. Yeah, but um, see, this is my problem with that, with that thinking, Gerard. You know Jimmy's gonna pick on Pritchard. You know that. We yeah. know that Missoula knows that, entire coaching staff knows that. So <laughs> if you're making that decision, you're accepting that. Accepting the fact that that's going to happen, or you 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 have this uh, belief that that Pritchard can get a few stops on 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 Jimmy. I mean, that has to go into you know playing him because you know what happens on the other end of that. So I don't, I, I just don't think that was the right thing for him, yeah. especially in this game and so early, right in the first quarter, and then he just stuck with that and, and never went deeper into his bench. Yeah, I, I think I, I, it, it, it feels like a stretch to believe that that was part of, but uh, you know, I, I wish he would have left. I mean, when he says that, you know, they, they veered uh, from the game plan. Uh, there's asked, so many things they did that just didn't make sense that I don't even know where the hell to begin to try to unpack what that means. And the, ex- right. the clear examples that illustrate what he's talking about. Cause they were so damn many. They strayed so far from the game plan that we are not quite sure what it what, what, what was supposed to happen. And that's exactly what I said before Joe even said it. I, I, that was exactly what came to my mind. The game plan just didn't seem on point here. And they either try to make some adjustments as players, and we've talked about that over the last two, three games here, how much control the players are starting to have in terms of what they're doing on the floor. And it looked like five different guys trying to do five different things to react to what the Heat were doing. And I asked pretty much every guy how they thought they veered away from the game plan, and they all said defense. It was just not being in the right places defensively and not executing on that end. So Bobby, no one really touched on the offense, but I thought there were some offensive things that looked 
bad too. The Tatum stuff you mentioned specifically, uh, John. I mean, we don't need them to tell us the defense was bad. You know, like it was again, it comes down to this is where we're. You know, as Jimmy said, we're stuck in Groundhog Day. Why? Like, remember it, all year they were saying the defense was fine. It just why, 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 why did you do it? Like, why did you? Why were you so cavalier with 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 a, with 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 a, with an Eastern Conference Finals game? Why are you just being cool? Why are you not playing with urgency? Like. Again, like you're a fan here. Are I just have you just had it? Like, how do you get your hopes up and get excited, and, and then have them be like, "Yeah, this was just one of those we just didn't didn't come out and play." Like, I don't think there's any doubt, John, that the fans are starting to lose a patience. little. I think patience. they lost it a lot of the year. Patience, I, I love, and trust specifically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but they were um, they were I, I living in fantasy lane after Game Seven, though, Bobby. I don't know if they've gone that far, but I, I mean, obviously they're they're there's concern now. But I, I feel like there was little to none going into the series, and that that really surprised me, uh, given this team's track record and, and what the Miami Heat are doing right now. I mean, obviously the Celtics are no New York Knicks, but I mean, you you give these guys opportunities time and time again, and they're gonna seize it. You know, like they're gonna seize the moment. And, um, it's not just Jimmy Butler. I think that's another thing too. I, I, again, I, I don't think the Celtics really understand that. Like these guys can get hot, and they don't need to drop thirty. You know, like 15, 15, like, You know, all these guys were they had their fingerprints on this win. You know, and, and that's a that's a depth thing. That's a depth I thing. Said, At least I, I in game one, it was a depth. Miami showed showed their depth here, even though they only went eight. I mean, these are guys that you didn't expect to to to, to combine for sixty points between Lowry. Martin, Gabe Vincent, and in in um, jeez, um, uh, Struss, Caleb, Max Struss, Caleb True. Martin was great. All those guys stepped up. I just, I've, I've said it all year. They don't seem like a championship team to me. They seem like a team that's gonna fall a little bit short for reasons we talk about every other game. <laughs> every we've seen, other game. We've seen, we've seen what champions <laughs> look like, and listen, yeah, Sarah, but- Sherrod, John, you 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 two have seen a lot of championship teams, and what do they do? They come together, they solve problems, they play tough and consistent. And yes, I guess the one quality this team has is they grind their way out of tough situations. But man, do they create those situations? Everyone has a job. Okay, here's here's what those teams all have in common: they have a job and they do their job. I don't know what anybody on this team's job necessarily is. It feels like it changes on a regular basis. That's problem one, I think, with this team, is on any given day, I'll shoot threes or I'll dribble the ball. There isn't jobs, okay? Like, why did the 2008 team come together? Everyone decided at the beginning of the year we're going to do different jobs, okay? Ray Allen reinvents his game entirely from what he was most of his career to play off ball, run around screens, catch and shoot, make shots. That's what the team needed. Kevin Garnett took about six, seven shots fewer per game of what he normally did and focused on defense and being, being you know, more of a, a facilitator. Paul Pierce took a hit. Everyone decided that's what we're going to do. Eddie House came in, and when he came in, he shot every friggin' time he touched the ball because that was Eddie House's job. PJ yep. Brown came in yes. and he gave you what he gave exactly. you what you expected PJ Brown to you do. You knew exactly okay? why they were in the game. 
Everyone yeah, had a job. Rajan Rondo was not meant to shoot a bunch. That wasn't his job. Perk wasn't calling for the ball in the post. He was there to bang and play defense. He had a job. Okay, and they did their jobs and they played cohesively with intensity. That's that team. We're not going all the way back to the 80s. Those guys were friggin' that was ballet. They were on a different planet, what they were doing there. They were so connected, different, different altogether. I don't know what these guys' jobs are. It changes all the time. And honestly, uh, John, so it, that, it's a, and it drives me insane. That was sacrifice. I'm hearing all these guys. Brown talk about sacrifice. Brogdon talk about sacrifice. Sacrificing what? A few points? Yeah. A few extra minutes? What are you sacrificing? These guys, you know, not to get, not to act like a boomer here, but the team that John just mentioned, those guys actually sacrificed for the greater good. They all came together. A they ton. Were all proven veterans. Look at their stats the year before. All right. of the big three, what a massive hit those guys took. Okay? Right. And, and, yeah. and guys that joined on, you know, veterans that could have had bigger roles than other teams but wanted to win a championship, jumped on in the Celtics. Guys like, you already mentioned it, House, Posey, um, you know, P.J. Brown and Cassell later on in that season. Those guys all sacrificed too. They didn't bitch and moan about it. They didn't act like they've been there before and they didn't have to play defense. They were one of the best defensive teams in the league all year. And on the offensive side, they, like you said, they did their job. They were in there for a specific reason. Eddie House would park himself in the corner and drain threes. Same with Ray Allen. You know, you don't think those guys could have had bigger roles on other teams? Ray Allen, we know that he had a bigger role on another team, and he took third fiddle right off the bat. Um, Paul Pierce, he, he allowed all these guys to come in, and he took a, a, a huge hit in his production. He was the guy, and he stepped aside basically from Kevin Garnett to be yeah. the guy. And they didn't bitch and moan about it. And they didn't act entitled. They came out and played. You ever think Kevin Garnett had a post game where he where he had to <laughs> apologize for coming out too cool? Too Does that loose. make any sense? Too loose? No. Oh, 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 yeah. We weren't ready. We we weren't ready for this one. We came out too cool. Pierce, no, Pierce. no. I mean, look. You have a very famous Larry Bird uh, quote back in the day one time, which was, "We played like a bunch of you know." Uh, you know, Assholes. Yeah, sort of. Kind of say, you know, we, we played soft, basically. But what, what he said now. What he you said. Get, you, you, he said we played like a bunch of women. You can't say that. Uh, he said it back then. People played it like it was an inspiring quote. Obviously, you yeah, say but something that was like, like that now. 13 obviously, years obviously ago. you say something like that, now you're going to get your ass kicked. You're right, but if you, <laughs> I you, bet need you kids con- nowadays. You need context would, to understand. Kids nowadays would think that quote was from like the 80s or something. It's like, nah, man. Yeah, but whatever. He basically was like, we played soft. And the next day, what comes out? Uh, Kevin McHale literally almost murders Kurt Rambis, okay? Like, literally yeah. tries Message to murder sent. him. Okay? Oh, was that the clothesline? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I so mean. So expect a clothesline on Friday night. These guys don't do that. I want Could smart you expect anybody Butler. to do that? Nah, no, well, the, that, league, uh, the league won't get in there and do that. Breathe on somebody now. So. No, I'm just kidding. They come out. They come out and hit a million threes. I mean, the talent's gonna take over on a given night here, and the Heat is a ridiculous offensive night for them. I don't know how sustainable what they did tonight on offense is, uh, but <laughs> oh, wow. the little, the little thing, still disrespecting the Heat. Huh? I mean, they shot fifty percent from three. Lakers. Joe talked. Joe praised the defense. Joe praised the way they played both ways in the first half, and I think the Heat shot fifty nine percent in the first half or something. Come on. The, the defense was terrible. The whole game. Yeah. 
the whole game. I don't know why they isolate a quarter. Um, and, you know, there was uh, Alex Barth actually was sitting next to me, pulled up some commentary from Eme last year. Barth Celtics dropped, Celtics dropped that game one uh, to Miami last year in this series. And uh, it was a similar situation. Third quarter, they scored 14 points and got outscored by about 20 in that lone quarter that they lost. And um, Eme said something to the effect of, yeah, it was it was – we only lost one quarter, but that quarter stands out a little bit, a little bit extra here. So I don't know. You, you put a little extra heat on Joe, Thanks, John. I, I like I said. If you guys feel bad for us, you can just send us a. I think they freelance all the time, Bobby. It's part of what they do. I think that I was especially know, the case tonight. I don't know if it's a lack of coaching as a philosophy, which is like I I want you guys to be free. Or if it's lack of coaching because it's like, I actually don't know what we should be doing. Um, I don't know if it's because he thinks it will be most uh, successful, you know, way to play. But it is, it's very clear that they can't really police themselves. So I don't really understand it as a tactic. They called one timeout in the third? Oh, they did call a timeout. Oh, really? I thought it was a TV timeout. He called Damn. it. It might, it might have been. It's on here as a Celtics timeout. I have to take okay. back my rant. My, my right. mistake. I thought take that was a TV timeout. No, he uh, fired off a couple in the fourth. That's when he started. One still isn't it. enough. I don't care. Yeah. But um, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know, guys. I mean, Sharad's been rubbing his temple for like forty straight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Hey, things. and guess what? We're gonna do it again after Game Three. Sherrod had hair at the start of the second half. I had an afro. <laughs> now look Pulled at it. Pulled it all up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a man. tough game to watch. Man, did they just not compete, not execute, and not adjust. And anything they tried to adjust uh, didn't work. But they won a quarter. They won a quarter. They, they won, won quarters. three quarters. They won three right? quarters. I don't know. It wasn't that bad for me. Stack it up. It's like soccer. Wasn't that bad for you? No, we see this team do it so many times. I'm just like, ah, I knew it. You know what I mean? You didn't get me this time. I knew it. I knew you guys would drop the ball either in this one or game two. But I had my – if you look at the prediction, you know, from the – when we posted today, I had my feeling over the game one. I was just like, they're just going to come in fresh, brand new team. Yeah, let's do this again. And then, boom, you get railroaded by a team that's nothing, nothing like Philadelphia or or Atlanta for that matter. So – so what I said in my prediction was it was Celtics in six, but it should be five. But the Celtics are going to blow. Oh, here we go. Celtics are gonna... You all made like three predictions. I made I said, so many predictions. I said, I said Celtics in six. John's got like four. It should be five, but the Celtics will blow one. So I didn't think they were going to blow game one. But they did. So, so yeah, far, between you and John, I, I think you made every prediction except for a, a sweep from you. I said, I said, every Cel- prediction is out my there. My prediction was sweep. Celtics in five, but probably seven or Heat in six. <laughs> Which should be four. <laughs> no, he did get a sweep in this. He did. John nailed it so far because all three of those could happen still. <laughs> I just remember so many Celtics fans talking about Celtics in five. But I, I only said if that Miami I, steals game I, one, I actually, they're going to win four in a row. I felt all of those emotions, no. and I was really having a tough time predicting this series. You know, People part of me almost went one. just all in, like, nope, not buying it. Sorry. They, they snuck that out against Philly, but they're going to fall on their face. But they should win. And, like, they are going to – what's going to happen? They're going to come out – 
and play the best game like uh, in two weeks on in game two. And, and Bobby's gonna like, be like, oh, whoever, you know, like gonna be like, oh, here we go, points. they're fine now. Yeah. yeah, Hauser's gonna like Pritchard's gonna Pritchard's gonna lead the team know. in scoring in game four, all in the fourth game two, all in the fourth quarter. Like it's gonna be one of those games, you know. I uh, think I honestly think that we've all we've all figured this team out for a long, long time now. We all expect these games to happen, but it doesn't make them more fun to watch. It doesn't make them more fun to talk about. We're not stunned by what we've seen. We're all extremely frustrated. I think everybody watching this show has most likely been following the Celtics for all season long, and nobody is stunned by what they saw today. Nobody's surprised. Everyone's frustrated, and as Joe Sway said, you kind of thought that this chance, there's a chance of this to happening. Happening, you know what the Celtics are capable of. So to your guys' point, yeah, they could come out and and go gangbusters in Game Two and win by 20. But it's still not going to give anybody more confidence about Game Three than if they don't do that, because we know what they're capable of on both ends of the spectrum. We know they're just as capable of losing by 20 as they are winning by 20. That's who this team is. That's who they are going into the playoffs. And we've said it all year, you build your habits in the regular season. If you're going to be inconsistent in the regular season and take games off and have lackluster performance and talk about, you know, playing down on the opponent and not being ready, you can make the case that they, that they are treating the Heat that way in this series because the Heat are an eighth seed. This is exactly the, the team that you probably didn't want to see for that very reason. Well, that's yeah, that, that's the thing, Jimmy. That's like I was saying earlier. Like, you think these guys are looking like, oh, man, Khalid just made a second three. We got to make sure. No. Right. Oh, man. You know, Kyle Lowry's warming up. Or, oh, shit, Gabe Vincent. Man, he's, he's, he's got right. a couple shots going now. Like, no. And then what happens? They, those guys are wide open again, and they're not going to miss. You know what I mean? Well, eventually they will. But, like, you, you do that so many times, and all of a sudden they don't move you're the down. needle for them. Your, your lead's going. Right. Right. So th- this is unfortunately – what everyone's accustomed to. So yeah, game two, whatever it's happens, normal. happens. They might even the series, and every and we'll go on the show and talk about how much better they played and how frustrating it is to watch yeah. them go from one to the other. And then we'll do the same thing game three. So it's very very difficult to to know what you're going to get with this team on a game and game up basis. If it was the NFL and you just had one game, these guys would have been eliminated a long long They'd time lose ago. Lose everyone. Talent is eking them by on, in a seven game series, but it's certainly not. Um, uh, it's it's yeah. by no means a sure bet with these guys. I'm gonna we're gonna move on to final thoughts and we're gonna wrap it heading into game two. Like these gonna, guys, really quick, these guys would be horrible in a tournament, no. John. Like a like a NCAA style tournament, they'd be horrible. Yeah, because they wouldn't get up for the one game and then go home. Um, you know, but they'd be great in uh, winning the most. Quarters I'm gonna quick quick programming series. note. We're gonna do final thoughts. Quick programming <laughs> note. Those of you who want to hang out and. Uh, commiserate even more uh, and, hey. and, and keep this party going. Anybody on this stream wants to keep it going, uh, our friends uh, on the First to the Floor podcast are going to bring the thunder from down under uh, and do a show here uh, from Australia. <laughs> oh, uh, really yeah. good po- good podcast, really, really great talented guys who uh, do their show on the CLNS Media Network. Uh, going back to the roots, Celtics late. For those who don't know, don't know out there what CLNS stands for. What does it stand for? Celtics late. Celtics night. late night show. We're bringing show. it back um, with uh, with with our guys there uh, who will be uh, jumping on a live stream on our YouTube channel from Australia. Uh, 
from Australia wow. as soon as this post game show ends. So if you guys want to keep it going, you can jump on there uh, and hang out with those guys for a little bit uh, and hear what they have to say. Maybe it's a slightly sunnier perspective. I think, I think, um, I think it has to be. Um, so, so definitely check that out. Uh, guys, uh, uh, Pull the panic meter out. We're where all are we? Oh my God. Oh, I know where we are. There we are. There we are. <laughs> Point in the right direction. I love this one, though. It cracks me up. That's a good one. Even though there's only two of us on there. Bobby looks like he is like. Bob, Bobby's hero. baseline has moved from Mr. Sunshine. A little, I think he's. I think he passed Joe Sway. I have not been positive. You have not much been. This yeah. I think Joe Sway is the most positive. I would one agree, of too. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah, yeah that cool. He's like, looked... whatever, man. I knew they were gonna muck one of these, you know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not Even panicking. This is the, right yeah, on, right on course. Joe Sway took it in stride. This tracks a game like this totally. Play like assholes at home. Yeah, this yeah. tracks. Yeah. So my, my final thought. I like what Jimmy said there about everything prevailing over the course of a series because that is what's happened so far. That's probably what's gonna happen here, and that's what they're betting on happening on the way to a championship, which if they do, and they just win in spite of all the issues we talk about, more credit to them. That's just how talented they are and how weak this field is. I would say less credit to them. But, yeah, good way to put it. But going longer in these series, how does that add up in terms of fatigue? Do injuries start to creep up through that? Because then that starts to chip away a little bit at your talent advantage and your depth advantage and the different things you have on paper over these teams. They've been very healthy so far in these playoffs. Um, and, you know, going seven last round, going six round one, I mean, this series is going the long haul now, guys, for, for those who picked Celtics in five. It's not happening. This is a six, seven game series. So, how, what's the impact of another one of those, even if you win? That's where your mind is, I think, after tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Next, my dog. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Uh, other than I, I, if this was predictable, so is the 27-point game two win uh, predictable. Right. However, what, something we haven't seen, not answering the bell again, again, you know, it's a tough team you're playing on the other side. Um, They're tough. But how good are they? I don't know. Bobby, you know, you've been you've been a fan all year. Uh, Bobby will have the apology cam of all apology cams if the Heat pass the Celtics here. You okay. Go to the NBA Finals. Maybe. Um, apology of all apology cams. So we're back. Um, I don't know if we're going to do anything tomorrow. Maybe we will. Um, we'll see if there's any news. Uh, last, I'll ask you, Bobby, any update on Jalen's hand, which burst. It, it was bursting. <laughs> it was gushing. Uh, nothing on the hand. I guess he, he got he, – someone fell on him at one point. He said he's fine. Yeah, so but I then they said during overall. a timeout his hand split open again. I did hear about that. I didn't see it, but – They said he was – they said on the broadcast, it was gushing, gushing blood. Wait, was that the word I used? I, I don't know where I got that from. Oh, Jaylen I said burst. Said split. Yes. You said burst, which was just a more colorful. <laughs> now they're saying split. gush. Yeah, gush is but somewhere now, between the yeah. two. I feel like. Well, gush. That injury just won't go away. No, that's a that's a strange thing too. Uh, all right, so we're back. 
Uh, we're back uh, in a little bit, uh, you know, a couple, couple days with another post-game show. Uh, reminding you again at home, if you want to get in on the action, head over to FanDuel, our exclusive wagering partner, partners of the NBA here during the playoffs. Uh, take advantage of the special offer at FanDuel.com, a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 mm -hmm. which means you lose us. If you lose us, bet on the if Celtics you bet the Celtics. <laughs> You get it all back and you get to do it again. You want to, what better way to ride a Celtics roller coaster than to bet, know you're going to lose it, and then just get it all back and then know you're going to win it because that's just what right. they do. Yeah. Um, so, fanduel.com slash Boston, no sweat first bet. And again, programming note first of the floor podcast hitting you up with a Celtics late, late, late night uh, show coming up here. Uh, as soon C L L L N S. Yes. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Um, <laughs> L for coming up the second we are off the air here uh, momentarily. Uh, so uh, make sure to check that out. Those guys are a ton John of fun. Thought, John thought it was a typo somewhere. <laughs> check out uh, Joe Sway and I too. We'll have some segments coming. Oh yeah. What are you What are you guys gonna chat about? Grant, just a Grant segment. Yeah, Grant. Sidebar Pritchard. That's all you guys need to do. Subscribe, subscribe there if you haven't already. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the grand game. Smash that subscribe button. Want some? Oh, See, everyone's want some? pissed, man. Forsberg's screaming at her. You want some? I thought that was like fighting words. Like, you fight? want some? Why don't you step to me, Joe Sway? <laughs> Forsberg listen, versus, Chris, you got a problem, versus who? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, guys, we're done. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out the Celtics Late Night Show, which is coming to you. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win.